Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I I say, look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Do you enjoy playing relaxing puzzle games on your phone? I do. It's even better when they're free and you can collect prizes along the way. Welcome to Two Dots. I have been playing Two Dots to relax my mind, unwind, and there's something very methodical about it. The premise of the game is you connect dots horizontally, vertically, but never diagonally. And you head from level to level. And as I mentioned, you do collect points along the way if you are into that. More than 5,000 puzzles to keep you engaged and relaxed after a very long day, uniquely designed challenges challenges, game modes, and levels to choose from based on what adventure you are into. And by the way, you can download it for free right now on your Android phone or iOS. I also like the color template of this game. It's very, it's giving me very like pastel-y vibes. So yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it too. If you are ready to kick back and unwind, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS and start connecting. is brought to you by Horizon Fibroids. Ladies, 80% of us will have a fibroid by the age of 50. Yes, girl, they start in your late 20s and 30s and they can impact your fertility. So if you're thinking about getting pregnant and you've, and you've 
think you have a fibroid or if you had a fibroid in the past, you need to go to the experts. Dr. Will Neem is top doc in Maryland at Horizon Fibroids. You can make a consultation. They take almost all insurance. Horizonfibroids.com is the website. Not only that, if you listen to us around the country and you have fibroids and you need a doctor recommendation, Dr. Will is like the best. He will talk to you. He will um, advise you and can help you find somebody in your area. So horizonfibroids.com is the website. Check them out or share with a girlfriend who you know is struggling with fibroids. Today on the podcast, two women that I absolutely love and admire, and it's hysterical, this episode. Christina Hutchinson and Corinne Fisher, comics out of New York, but they're also trailblazers in the industry of podcasting. So in 2013, they started a well-known show you've probably heard of called Guys We Fucked. It was the precursor for Call Her Daddy and and Sex with Emily, some of these other well-known sex-positive podcasts. And it started out as the anti-slut-shaming show. They also became known for, they were like the first podcast where they interviewed their exes. They were curious about why they'd broken up and and what their exes had felt about them, honest, candid, and that's really where they grew their following. Fast forward to today, they're on a popular app called Luminary. If you're a Russell Brand fan, he's on there too. It's $2.99 a month. You can listen to their show. They also have a live show coming up in Baltimore for all my Baltimore listeners, Baltimore and uh, DC Baltimore area at Magooby's Joke House. Epic spot if you haven't been there. It's March 12th and 13th. Tickets are still on sale for the Guys We Fucked live show. They're very audience interactive and they're taking all the precautions, you know, for COVID. Of course. So they're on today. We talk about everything under the sun, a dilemma. Oh my God, you guys. A friend of mine who has a very serious, legit job last week ended up uploading a video of him getting uh, fucked in the ass by his boyfriend. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. This show is not safe for children. Okay. My my show isn't safe for kids either. I was mortified. And I happened to be sitting around watching IG stories and I just saw it and I was like frantically DMing and I accidentally screenshot it because I wanted to show him. But does he think I'm blackmailing him? I have to ask the women about that. Also, who are some of their favorite guests? They've had huge name guests on their show, including Amber Rose. What did she reveal when she was on the show to them? And um, yeah, very disturbing. They also told me about delivery porn. If you haven't, you know, I'm five weeks away from giving birth and well, there's a fetish for that, which we don't shame. We're all about open. We're open to all fetishes, I guess. Anyway, here are Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Okay, I'm so excited to have these ladies. I can't believe, when did we do your book signing in, in D.C. and DuPont? Was that three years ago? Yeah. The book, the book came out in 20, October 2017. 2017 right? Yeah. So, yeah. And we did some press up until 2018. With it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Kevin, my wiener. I have a little wiener dog. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Um, Kevin, yeah, God damn it. Kevin, you're so sorry. <laughs> no, he, he he finds things. I try I tried to Kevin proof the um my stuff before we started, and he always <laughs> finds something I missed. But um, we're under control now. Well, Corinne and Christina, you two have had amazing podcasting careers. I am beyond beyond excited that you're on this show because not only are you have the wildly successful guys we fucked podcast. You guys are both very successful comedians. Um, and like I was talking to you, I have to tell you. I'm having like such a difficult time having pregnancy sex. It is. Have you guys done a whole show on pregnancy sex yet? 
We've covered it for sure. We've we we interviewed our friend Christine, who was like yeah. nine or not nine months, eight, eight months pregnant at the time. Yeah, Christine Meehan. She didn't want anybody to look at her. So, yeah. and I, I like I said earlier, like I couldn't have sex on a full stomach, so I cannot imagine growing a human inside me. I was talking to my girlfriend yesterday who has a child, and I was telling her, I'm like, I don't. If um if a man if I got pregnant right and I am carrying this baby and the man who's half that baby even looked at me weird I'd want to stab him like don't even you bow down to me I'm carrying a baby I would say things like the man who's thirty three point three percent of the baby like I would just be rude yeah. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. It's funny because the bigger you get, I don't know if your friends were saying this, but now my husband is is kind of weirded out by having sex because you know I'm eight, I'm like almost eight and a half months pregnant. So we're now beginning to see like when he moves, you like see an elbow, an elbow. So my husband is totally fucking freaked out. Yeah, you don't want it to feel like a threesome. Yeah, so. that's what I told. I said you've always wanted to have a threesome. Here we are. Why are you complaining now? <laughs> He's not and then he gets even more he's like even more freaked out. It is right. ladies, it's an experience. It is. You're climbing on top. It takes so long to get there. It's you sweat. I now I've like I have all these skin tags I never had before. It's just really fucking gross. It's, it's just, I have a question. When you lay down to sleep, where is your belly? Like are you laying you can't lay on your back, right? Because the baby'll just like play with your organs. Yeah. Ooh, I mean so the room is outside of the organs, but Exactly. And when you start to lay down now, it's like the baby's so heavy on like on your back and your lungs, you you kind of like get short of breath. So you constantly are on your sides, right and left, like just rotating. And then your hips fall asleep. Are you guys planning on having kids? I don't no. Know. This is probably no. really uh, reassuring me that I made a I've ne- Yeah, I, ne- I never planned on it. I asked the tarot oh last night and it literally gave me a card with a picture of dogs on it. And I said, thank you, tarot. Yeah, that makes sense. You get it. Okay, good. good. I don't want to take any, because women love to share, and I think it's great and healthy and therapeutic, but they love to share all the horror stories. But I don't I don't want to discourage you. Like, if you guys are going to have kids, no, I don't I, want you to do it. I already didn't want them, so this is just making me feel better about my choice. But also, I, I'm just really thankful that women still continue to have kids, because I don't, I don't, you're, you're heroes. Um, all right, well, speak to me after the birth. I feel like... <laughs> how heroic it is until after you'll never discourage enough people from having kids anyway because just like if you're going from like the patriarchal side of society women are valueless if they don't have children right so i feel i feel like that side's still strong enough to keep enough people in the game for sure <laughs> then they'll have a multiple kids you yeah know they will yeah they'll yeah. have multiple they'll kids have more than three probably yeah don't you worry about it fuck and i'm i'm like in that category now i'm like all right here's here it is here's my women's worth like uh, all right just i'll have the kids of course, but well, I, mean, I mean, my mom is a huge feminist, it. always has been, but like just definitely wanted kids. She always wanted kids. So like, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that you're part of the patriarchy. Don't I, worry. I took that personally. Okay. I took that personally. <laughs> um, can I just say what I love about both of you and Corinne, this is something I admire about you so much is you in this politically correct environment on your Twitter. You, I feel like you guys really do speak your truth and I love it. And I love when you'll go on and you think, like, all right, fuckers, like 200 of you unfollowed me and I give zero fucks. Yeah. And yeah. all right, where do you guys get your confidence? Cause I admire it. I get it from Corinne. <laughs> And I get it from, I mean, part of it, I think, is truly just, like, just born with it because uh, my mom is super confident, but my brother is, I don't want to say is not confident, but is definitely less confident than me. 
um, and we have the same parents and grew up in a very close time span. So it, you know, there is nature and there is nurture in there, but I just, I feel like honestly, like my destiny, like we talk about like, what is your purpose? I feel like my purpose on the planet is to help people find confidence within themselves. Like that's it. You're because that's the only it. thing I'm better at than everybody. I've never, I've ne this is going to be the, the cocky thing. I've never met anyone more confident than me, but it's true. I haven't. And it, and it like deeply affects my life and my relationships because um, it makes people be super uh, rude to me. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that's your passion because you resonate it. And it, it's, I look to like women like you and Christina and, you know, just people that really go out there and don't give a fuck in this complete like cancel culture. I know you guys have been through it. I was canceled a couple of years ago after I did a news segment and had like the whole internet come after me. And so it's like, uh, it's so scary. Right. And then that kind of, how did you guys overcome that? I, I feel like it is a form of trauma. You gotta, you, gotta the, you gotta understand the nature of the internet. I think once we understood the nature of the internet, it, it, it's easy because there's always going to be somebody mad at something. Sometimes the anger is coming from a real place, but no one's considering like, I didn't mean to make you really upset when I said that. So, so I just think that we're battling that. And once, once you get canceled a couple times or get yelled at a couple times on the internet and you get like rape and death threats, you're like, Oh, okay. So that's, that's okay. Yeah. So that's okay for you to say I should get raped and then send me a picture of my own home. Yeah, which okay. is exactly what happened to me. People were like, kill yourself. And you're like, yeah. okay. That's <laughs> right. It's all, I also feel like it's an overcorrection of yeah. like, you know, the early 2000s. And we've been seeing that a lot in documentaries that have been popping up, like the Britney Spears documentary. Like we treated people really poorly and just said whatever we want for a really long time. So now this is an overcorrection of that behavior. But also then we still have victims from this cancel culture. And then I think it will even out maybe in the next uh, 10, 20 years. But that's still a long time to wait and will be too, fo uh, too old to be liked. Um, <laughs> by society or yeah. the entertainment business by then. So I guess we're just going to have to we be just have sacrifices. To yeah. <laughs> I know. It's true. As women, we've already hit our peaks, right? It's like, it's just um. fucking over from here. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, Corinne, I see that you're a big free Britney supporter. What'd you think of the documentary? And and have you been like an early adapter? Were you like an early free Britney because I, I, I was familiar with Free Britney the whole time. I had not done the extensive research. I knew about it because I was doing at the time um, a Justin Bieber uh, themed podcast with my friend Rosebud Baker. And so people would just any anything that was happening in pop culture we knew about. Uh, but I was, you know, there was so much happening with Justin at the time that I didn't have also the energy to do my due diligence. And another podcast, um, you know, as you see in the documentary, uh, research the free Britney stuff. But I think, I mean, it's quite clear now when you analyze the information presented in the documentary that there is something going going on. And obviously the court decisions have started changing as soon as the documentary surfaced. So I know, wasn't that like crazy that all of a sudden then he, finally Jamie Spears is like probably going to be removed, which is what she's wanted for years and right. years. Yeah. Christina, were you a big one on board with the free Britney thing or, or not as much? I didn't know about it until recently. Someone sent me an Instagram post. I, when I say recently, I mean like a year ago. Uh, I didn't understand that she was under a conservatorship. And then when the documentary came out and you watch people like Diane Sawyer ask her these disgusting questions of like blaming her for making dads have boners and not pay attention to their wives. I'm like, what is happening? But it's exactly along the lines of of what what trolling can be or, or how we, yeah, like Corinne said, how we've treated people like trash. 
And then all of a sudden we're like, shit, our bad. We're sorry. I know it's it is it was fascinating to watch and watch like you were saying Corinne like I think there is an overcorrection happening of how we treated women and celebrities and society in the early 2000s where there was like no accountability it's almost like we've gone to the other extreme you know Mm -hmm. you just gotta find that balance baby so ladies you have one of the most successful podcasts you were the originals you're the ogs of starting a sex positive podcast in 2013 guys we fucked right you have huge success i had read it started out like the first episode had 2000 downloads and then you guys grew and grew from there going on eight years how do you guys still find are you still motivated to do the show Go behind a paywall helped uh, for some <laughs> privacy. Honestly, we needed some privacy. We didn't think that uh, we we thought we thought it was a good idea, but we didn't know that you know every episode was going to have over half a million listens. Like that 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 was a little oh shoot, people are listening to this, huh? And it crept into our personal lives in a way that is is weird and not enjoyable to the point where if we're dating somebody and we have them on the podcast, we talk about them, they're going to get hit up by a hundred chicks trying to bone them. And that's just not fun to have happen to you. So yeah, you don't want to do a show for women and then end up hating women because of the show. Exactly. You know, I really, I really, that would have bre- broken my heart. I really tried to prevent that. Yeah. So to save our own sanity, mm-hmm. we went uh, on this podcast platform luminary. We'd been approached by a lot of them before and we really liked them and we like who we're, we're with. Uh, I, it's interesting the ebbs and flows that it's taken because I was in a relationship for seven years. We broke up with our boyfriends, Corinne and I, at the same time, didn't tell each other, and then Twins. did a breakup episode <laughs> where we just cried about the breakup and talked oh. about it. Uh, I've I have not had sex in a year, so I'm like a born again virgin. No it's twists and turns this podcast has taken without me knowing what's going to happen. Okay, this <laughs> is so fascinating to me. Now, it's be- is it basically just because of COVID? You just haven't, mm, or was it like? I dated a man for seven years that was like a raging narcissist and I didn't know. And then I'm like, I got to find out. I got to get to know myself better so that I have a better radar. So So it's a mixture of the two. And what, okay. So it's been a year. What do you think the biggest lessons have come out of it? Or do you feel like you still need more time? No, I finally feel like myself for like maybe the first time ever. I just, I never had any, I was never alone. I was always in a relationship. So this time has been really invaluable. I think for most people on the planet, the worst thing you could ever make them do is sit with their own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's for the best. You come out the other side um, feeling better in your own skin and your own body. So I, I feel like the happiest I've been in a very long time. That is amazing. And it's funny. Did you, okay, did you really self-discover? Because I, I had to do that years ago. I was always attracting older men. And mo- it was really because my dad had died when I was like very young. And so I think I just had that, you know, daddy syndrome where you're always attracting the older guy that's kind of like taking care of you. But really, it's such a fucked up relationship, you know? So I had to like s- consciously make a decision not to date that guy. It, yep. Is that how you feel with like, do you attract a certain person and you're like, I have to consciously unlearn to attract, to attract them. It's that's a part of it for sure. I think, um, I have a mom with bipolar disorder. And so the ups and downs that the, my long relationship of seven years was with somebody who, uh, was pretty depressed. So I think that was like, I'll make you happy. Um, and that's not what a relationship is. But I, I think also I needed to take the time to um, I'm really good at career stuff. I can I can have a goal and I know exactly how to get it and I get it. But with relationships, I'm just like, I'll just take whatever comes 
but that's not you you can do a relationship in a similar way where you go this is what i need out of a relationship this is what i need out of a partner and i'm not going to settle for anything less than that Oh, it's so true. And, and and like, it's once you come from that place, I feel like you end up attracting the right person for you. It's, you know, you have to have that confidence though, that like, you got to be in that mind frame. That's a good yeah. place to be. It's a great place. Yeah. Um, Corinne, what's your, what's your relationship status? Are you in a relationship? Yes. Okay. And is this the hot guy that you post on your IG? Yes. Okay. He's Jennifer of stand-up comedy scene. <laughs> Christina said we're Jennifer. <laughs> He's he's hilarious. Like, the photo. That's why I got I got I like, like yes. I know most people like attention because of that, but oh my god, these <laughs> your producer putting up these <laughs> <laughs> these things are hilarious. Okay, anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, uh, no. Uh, unless Christine is alone. <laughs> unless that would be Amy's like an That'd SNL really, sketch. Honestly. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, in last week's uh, Guys We Fucked, I was talking about uh, how it, it gives me anxiety to, like, put that up because, number, I mean, like, at a, at a certain point, you have, to, you have to, like, say something, kind of, I suppose. Um, it's this weird, like, pickle, like, being, like, kind of in the public eye. I don't, I don't really, yeah, I don't know. I, and it was getting to the point where, as I mentioned on the show, like, it was hurting his feelings that I hadn't posted any pictures of us. But I can't just, like, start posting pictures of a random person and they're like, oh, does Corinne just have a, this weird friendship with an older man when she goes on trips? Like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I had to clarify. And even the, and even the posts I made didn't have that much clarification because I had to put a silly caption because why wouldn't I? And he's, um, and he's, in comedy too maybe oh well this I didn't is- drag him if you noticed I mean I didn't go that far yeah I did I tried to stalk you <laughs> <laughs> is that a, her name's Alyssa right is yes that Alyssa? Alyssa that's hilarious <laughs> Alyssa <you're> crazy <laughs> pussy cobwebs and hurt boyfriend <laughs> Record, I record all the podcasts for video too, and there's like this ticker tape at the bottom. And so my producer, as the as any guest is talking, updates it. And you guys are like the first two to ever be like, "What the fuck are all these?" It's just so funny to see. I mean, like I have confidence in things that I say, but then when you see them written back, you're like, "That was kind of dumb." <laughs> Yeah, if people took our podcast and made a book out of it by transcribing it, oh my god, no one would ever talk to us again. <laughs> no, it's it's epic. You guys were like the four founders. You're the four women. I, mean, I gotta tell people that. Yeah, we have been. I gotta give Dan Savage the props for the first, right. like, the first big sex podcast that made because um, he opened my eyes. And we use a lot of his language. A lot of people use a lot of his language. But I will say, Corinne and I are definitely 100 the first OG female sex comedy podcast duo. Yeah. And God damn, is there a lot of those now? I was exactly. going to say. Dan, credits, uh, Dan Savage's uh, credit, yeah, but he's, we, he's the king of this. We, but, and, uh, and there are, you know, and then like Sex with Emily, there are people yeah. who are doing it, um, doing the solo version first. But I think it's like the sharing of our of ourselves very deeply. That's what we started. Um, yeah. Because, you know, Dan is very, uh, or had been, he's open, more open now, but had been very hush-hush uh, about personal. his own relationship and sex life for quite some time. And he, you know, he said that to us. He was like, I wouldn't say all the stuff that you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I guys, see, yeah, we don't recommend it either. Yeah. I mean, your claim to fame too, when you all first started was you would call up your exes and have them on the show and talk yeah. to them about the relation, which I think is just absolutely fucking brilliant. That was like, 
amazing and must have been it was like a real we really wanted to know the information that they had to tell us it wasn't just like oh this will be crazy Oh my god! Yeah, sorry. Okay? He just jumped off the. Oh my god! Kevin just jumped off the back Don't of the couch. Just try to commit suicide. <laughs> Kevin, 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 are you all right? You don't want to hear about my sex life. I have to see you hump everything. Okay. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> and he's growling. Wow, he really isn't into your sex life. My God, he's strong feelings on this. Um, no, that was. I always thought that was amazing. What was the biggest takeaway you guys learned from that? From interviewing exes, like, what was it? The problem's not us. <laughs> it's um, the pro- and the problem's not them either. The problem is that we, that we just didn't work together. And people don't use their words. Uh, they, it's like, you know, you talk about sex with everyone except the person you're having sex with sometimes. And so a lot of people who email us, it's just like, well, write, read the email that you wrote to us to the person that you are not sure how to talk to. Totally. People, don't, people don't like talking to each other because it's uncomfortable. And... Um, and I think that we're in this world of real immediate gratification with everything. Our phones with the likes. Uh, I, can, I can use my phone to have laundry picked up, to have food delivered, to have a masseuse come over. And it's this instant immediate gratification that we always chase. And that's not what a relationship is. And you know, it's a lot of sadness. Yeah. It is, isn't it? And and you're trying to make a relationship work with someone who was raised entirely different, has, you know, maybe some similar values, but different values than they're bringing their own family trauma. I always say the best thing my husband and I ever did was we did like two years of couples counseling before we ever got married. And I'm like, that is how we still stayed married. Otherwise, we wouldn't be married because it's so fucking hard to like live and coexist with somebody if, if, unless you're communicating with like coworkers, like I, I, yeah. I've worked in an office, but I used to, and I'm like, I can't stand these people. My God, the way they look, the way they sneeze, like just these little things that don't matter that have nothing to do with their character. I couldn't stand. And I now transfer that to like living with a person and like being there all the time. Ugh. So yeah, you need some tools to help. So many. Um, how do you guys feel? Do you both think that you're okay, like one way or the other, if you have a long-term relationship or not? Like, do you just feel like you're both good? Or is that something you really long for? I'm good, man. Yeah. I like it. I'm happier and I'm, I haven't dated or done anything. I haven't kissed a man in a year. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is actually kind of nice. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good alone too. The thing for me is like, <clears throat> I really don't feel connection with like almost anyone. Uh, friends, you know, I don't really feel like I, anyone really understands me, which is like the most emo goth kid thing to say. Um, but so I just need that in some way with someone. It doesn't have to be a romantic partner. Like it could be, I'd be perfectly happy with like a, just like a gal best friend who we did everything together. Um, but I just need one person. I'm very much a one-on-one person. So yeah. Is like the closest I've gotten, you know, which is why I think, you know, speaks to what's also the longest relationship I've ever been in. So, yeah, right. <laughs> I know, uh, yeah, you too. I mean, the, the fact that you guys have remained co hosts is fucking amazing. I, I burn through co hosts like <laughs> cigarettes. I mean, honestly, every time people tune in, they're like, oh, you got somebody else. I mean, I can never keep anyone. And you two going on eight years, it's fucking amazing. How do you guys? Are you two in therapy? How do you keep it going? No, just communication. Not together. Separately, we Oh, are. yeah, separately. For sure. <laughs> oh, my God. If I wasn't. I'm in therapy because of the podcast, if you want to really. Uh, are you? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I had a nice childhood. Um, I'm in, It was just like, uh, 
I think there is something to be like loving yourself and like, and being confident and then entering the entertainment business, especially kind of like at, a, at an older age, like, you know, I was close to 30 when I started like really being known for, for comedy and podcasting. And that was unnecessary. You know, <laughs> I don't know what I thought I would get out of it. I've always wanted to be famous and I don't, I don't, and it wasn't for the same reasons as other people that you hear. Like I wanted the love, I wanted the attention. I think I just wanted people to be quiet while I talked, but I'm still, up, <laughs> I'm still like nice. not exactly sure what I wanted from it. I, Cause I still want it, but I don't know why, because a lot of the things about it, I don't like. <laughs> Yeah, right? Because people are constantly commenting on your fucking life. Everything you put out, someone has an opinion. It's, yeah, it's so, it's good and it's bad. I love to hear you say that. I think that's an honest answer because, yeah, people always have all these like grand reasons of why they want fame, you know? Right. <laughs> Here's another quote. Here's another quote. I got to take a photo of this. This is hilarious. <laughs> like, I always feel weird in, in, in interviews because I never have, <laughs> I don't, I never have this like traumatic story to share with people with why I started comedy. Like, people be like, why did you start comedy? I'm like, ah, because my dad's really funny and he made me laugh a lot and I wanted other people to laugh a lot like that's the real reason it's not because so, like you know it's not because like a relative fingered me or something <laughs> <laughs> you know i know and that's that's what you that, always you know, yeah. <laughs> it would be so much better oh it'd be great <laughs> It's true, right? That's what you always think of comics. They had this dark fingering past, and that's why they're funny. Okay, I want to talk about – well, there's two things I want to come back to. I love all the topics that you got. (laughs) You guys – I want to listen to put – I didn't get fingered by relatives. (laughs) Yes. 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 Oh, my God. This is the best show I've ever done. (laughs) There's – there's your quotes. Every I'm quote, the every real star of this interview. Yes, I hear the shit. <laughs> She's so good. Oh my god! I love the topics you guys do too on your show. I mean, everything from asshole hair to oh. you know, I mean, how relationships—it's it, so good. It, and you guys get—it's—it's it's comedy because you get so detailed, which is what we forget. We all just think about butt sex, and it's like, no, you get to the hairs of when you know. The the dick is entering the ass. Like, that's what I appreciate. Now, I need your advice because a friend of mine who, you know, he has a legit job and everything, accidentally uploaded a sex tape of his boyfriend having sex with him in the ass to his IG. How does that happen? I don't know about that. platform are you guys using? This is on (laughs) IG story. (laughs) I I had to watch it. Did you screen record it? Wait, what happened? Okay. This is that my dilemma. My husband was like, you cannot do this. So I took a screenshot of it to send to him to basically say, you don't want to have this on here. I'm sure this is a mistake. You've got to take it down. My husband's like, you need to delete that immediately. You can't like, he's going to think you're like blackmailing him. Okay. So what do you think? Yeah. Like, do I just need to delete it all? Well, I mean, don't save it like after he, you, you don't need to save it well, now. Don't for, upload like, it. Don't upload the <laughs> screenshot of the thing he didn't mean to post. You guys want to see? <laughs> your background? <sighs> I mean, this poor guy, what do you do? I mean. Post that, right? Like 100% he did not mean to post that, right? Well, so his boyfriend was, uh, well, maybe he did. I don't know. His boyfriend was holding the camera, clearly, and having uh-huh. sex with him. And then. I don't know if the boyfriend didn't know how to use. Um, I don't know if the boyfriend didn't know how to use. Wow! <laughs> wow. Wow. wow! So wait, what, what happened? Has, what's happened since? Did he take it down? Like, what happened? He's deleted that- all his social media. I think he's getting fired. 
Oh, uh, well, uh, that's not fair. Well, if, if it was an accident. Although, let me be clear. I have have many, I have some sex videos on my phone. They're in, they are, I can't accidentally post them. It I is, made sure that I that's the case. almost accidentally posted a photo, never a full sex video, but I've almost accidentally like, like if tapped like the wrong way you're doing it, like when you're sleep posting and like posted a nude or something in my story accidentally, but, but, you know, on record, I sometimes do try to slide a nipple in there on purpose just to, just to see how far just much I can get in it. there. <laughs> but that, but I, I'm, I'm talking about actual mistakes. Like I can see it happening, especially like if you're, are they like older and not good at technology? <laughs> I don't know. That dick looked they, young. It, looked, it did look like a young Nerd. dick. It looked they like a young, young dick. This is young cock and they obviously don't know how to do it or something. That's a nice dick. Oh, oh no. Well, I feel bad. I don't want to continuously share it if he doesn't want it up there. You oh know? no, it's already out on blogs and everything. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. I is feel bad for him. Yeah. yeah. I think he's like really upset. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think he's gone underground. Okay. And I obviously deleted the picture because I, you know, I felt like I can't keep this. I don't want him to think, you know, I'm holding on to this. I, I, I agreed with my husband. I got to get rid of it. Quick break to thank one of our sponsors. Joe Pacetto is an independent financial advisor who can make you money and save you money. If you have, if you invest with a major financial firm, you know you can pay huge fees every single year. And lots of times, do they even contact you? Well, Joe Pacetto, aka Bowtie Joe, who's been a longtime friend of mine personally and the show, is taking on new clients at jp2management.com. He's also opening his book. So whether you have $500, $5,000, $50,000 to invest. He is working with new clients um, and he loves doing that starting with people of all ages. So if you're in your 20s, 30s listening to this and you're like, shit, I don't have a financial advisor. I don't know anything about that. Joe is awesome. You can schedule a free consultation. JP2management.com is the website. Contact Joe today. Right, right, right. Oh, Here. that sucks. That sucks. Isn't that, that the worst? Was, I mean, like, mistake. yeah. Right. I mean, when you have a serious job and you post that, it's like, oh, shit, you know? That's true. I often think, you know, when I I never started taking sexy videos until two years ago. I've never done that my whole life. I just never thought to do it. And then I started doing it and I had to go. What would it? What would I feel if this got leaked? Because that's, you know, I kind of want to not send anything that I would just be like, kill myself if it got leaked. Yeah. Um, and it's like, eh. But, but my job is a stand-up comedian and I'm a sex podcast host. So I, it's okay. There's no repercussions other than people looking at me naked and who don't deserve it. I guess like this, this, the problem here is that it was uploaded on his own Instagram story. So it's like one person's word against what everyone else thinks about like whether it was purposeful or not. Because if it's an accidental or like a hacking or something, people absolutely shouldn't be not fired for that. That's, I yeah. mean, that's cruel and unusual yeah, they punishment. got bullied and now they got fired for getting bullied. <laughs> well, and I actually, you should correct that. I don't know if that's true or not. That's the rumor. And I, I, I don't, I think like this person had some other things happening that before this, that then uh, this was I, sort of like the last straw. You know what I'm saying? I don't think this yeah. was like the catalyst. There was, there okay. was a lot of other things. It was just, it was one of those things like you don't usually see that, you know, certainly on your serious friends, um, IG story. And then my Friday was consumed with watching this as I was oh, frantically right. trying to DM him to take it down. It right. right, right. Very intense. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Obviously, you guys are pro women. You're anti slut shaming. Um, how do you feel though? Because we kind of touched on this. Y- you have spawned this generation now of sex um, podcasts, including like Call Her Daddy. I loved the skit that you did when that whole thing was imploding. By the way, did you get a lot of hate for that, or did people find it funny? 
People thought it was funny. Yeah, I mean, there's some call, caller daddy people who were like, couldn't take a joke. But I mean, I think that's, you know, the brand that's of the show. That's their problem. They have to live with themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I like Alexandra Cooper. I follow her. I think she's funny. I followed Sophia. I mean, I, she has her own podcast now. Like, they amuse me. They could take a joke. Yeah, oh, I, I think so, too. And I mean, I just, is it... I guess you're probably happy for their success, right? Like you see these all these sex shows and now are you like good for you, you know, even though you guys were the originals? I don't know. How does that feel? I don't have a problem with because it's to me that's guys we fucked for Gen Z. It's truly a diff it, it they they and they took something. I mean, if you, I actually uh, listened to um Alexandra Cooper speaking about uh, that show and like she jump cuts even the audio so it's very much like a TikTok audio kind of so so she did something to take our, you know something that we had kind of like uh, coined or, or created and then she uh, expanded upon it changed it for her generation so I think that makes sense obviously there's going to be copycat yeah. behavior when you have something successful and also it's not that it's I mean Barstool that put out Bar- Barstool put out an ad for them so like they I can't yeah, they wanted guys we fucked can't be hot. mad at, at people for responding to an ad from Barstool Sports. You know, that's not, I would never be mad at them personally for that. Yeah. And yeah, it's a conversation that needs to be happening um, in the comedy realm, though. When you're a stand up comedian, all you have are, are your ideas and all you have are, is your yes. intellectual property. So there's definitely comedians with, with that are doing uh, something similar that I, it just, it makes me laugh. But, I, you know, Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is well-researched, baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frasier 20. That's F-R-A-S-E-R. The number's two, zero. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of our youth travel sports ruining families. Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delaney Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delaney Podcast. Enjoy. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 
minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. All right. We had comedians come up to us and be like, okay, we're doing, um, I'm starting this podcast where I interview my ex-boyfriends. And like, they've said that to my face. So so it's exactly the premise of our show. And I go, ooh, that sounds like a great idea. So So great that it's probably already successful. (laughs) (laughs) So so great. Hmm. Uh, It is, the one thing that is cool is that it's more normal now to talk about sex in in a very frank, uh, honest way. I know that is what's cool. And you guys have sparked, I mean, you've had major names on your show as guests, Amber Rose, um, Charlemagne, the guy, I mean, tons of very well-known comics. I love that you guys are friends with David Tell, who's one of like the funniest fucking people ever, ever. Um, Bumping Mics was one of my favorite with Jeff Ross. Like that was so, they were, they had great chemistry together. Um, He's also my number one celebrity crush. So it was just very I would say attainable. Yeah. <laughs> just so just to know him in real life, it just sounds sends shivers down my spine. <laughs> I feel like you could be with why aren't you dating Dave? I feel like um that would be like a perfect couple. Oh, it's been discussed, don't you worry. Oh, <laughs> oh I hope you guys end up together. That would be like the best. <laughs> Although I'm gonna be honest, he seems like a little I mean, you know, brilliant, but a little bit of a curmudgeon. I you know, I don't know. I love yeah. curmudgeons. I love that. I Call one of the guys. One of the guys I slept with who's been on the show called me a curmudgeon. <laughs> okay, meant and to I, be. You, Zanny. <laughs> Okay, one last sponsor to hit because y'all know the best way to support the show is to frequent our sponsors. And, um, you know, the money that you spend either with our sponsors or on patreon.com slash the Sarah Fraser show goes to support my producer and uh, my camera person who I absolutely love. Both of them are awesome. So thank you for doing that. If you haven't heard of ShipStation, so many people have started small businesses during the pandemic and ShipStation allows you to ship with carriers 
including USPS, UPS, FedEx, by getting you the best rates if you're a small business. It's really amazing. And you're going to actually get two months free, of course, when you use my code, um, which will be TSFS when you go to their website and then you enter it at the top of the page. ShipStation makes it so easy because you can compare rates right there on their website. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation funnels all of your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even your cell phone. Hello! With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates, usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies without the contracts and without the commitments. It's no wonder ShipStation has more than five-star reviews or has more five-star reviews than any other shipping software. Ship more in less. Make ship happen. Just use my offer code. It's TSFS to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in TSFS. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code TSFS. <laughs> okay, actually, you guys seem perfect. That sounds like a great match. <laughs> You can be curmudgeons together. Um, yes. uh, no, that. <laughs> but doesn't that suck? So goth. Don't you fucking hate that, though, in the entertainment business? Because people do steal your ideas. It's like there's no original ideas. They do. They steal yeah. it. And then they come up to your face and go, hey, I'm going to yeah, do this. Course, but you know what? You know, There's not. I think everybody has this um, <clears throat> mindset of competition like there's not enough success for everybody what what there is and so that mindset that fear-based mindset is only gonna fuck up your creativity and mess up your comedy and make you just a bitter bitch and i don't want to be a bitter bitch so if someone steals something that we've been working on then i'll just you know maybe i'll call them out for fun for funsies but then i'll just make another idea that's better yeah oh. That's a great attitude. I mean, I've spent years just like bitter about a sh- I, I pitched this show in New York and I know it was stolen called The One That Got Away, which was all about revisiting um, the per- your first love. And then, yeah, they came out with a show and I was like, oh, fuck, I really should have had them sign an NDA. We yeah. were on a call recently and one of our agents had the audacity to literally <laughs> tell us about a show that we had been talking about for, I don't know, years. a year. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? So, yeah. yeah. No, we've been ahead of the curve for a while and uh, networks be scheming. Yeah, my advice is don't listen to the people who represent you. They're not in the uh, entertainment <laughs> business for a reason. <laughs> they give it to their other client. You're like, what? What am I Why paying you, you for? <laughs> uh, oh, I, that was my first they thought. They gave it to their other client. My, my first thought was that they gave it to someone hotter. <laughs> I was like, I swear to God. I swear to God. If I see a 22-year-old with big knockers doing this show that we pitched, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> And wow. I, do, I, I have brought back knockers. I don't think it's, I think when that's women, I'm taking back the power of knockers. Yeah. I love the power of knockers. I think that's awesome. And so guys, what, I mean, are you already like happy with your success level or cause you're off, you're obviously pitching shows, you're pitching other projects. You guys do other podcasts. You still do stand up. is like, are you content if the fame never gets any bigger than this? Or do you, are you like, you have goals of being even bigger? I was disappointed day one. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I was like, this is not enough. Uh, I enjoyed it for one day. And then I said, I want more. I'm the Veruca yeah. Salt of 
success. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, we are, we, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I am very happy and very proud of the show. And I really do think like beyond it's for me, it's, it's not so much that it was successful. It's that we did start, we started something new. I love, I love being the first and opening a, a door. Like that's the cool, exciting part of guys. We fucked. Yeah. Uh, but if this is as far as it ever gets, uh, I will kill myself. So me too. Do a double suicide. We'll be like Romeo and Juliet. We'll kill ourselves. We don't have uh, more than 200,000 Instagram followers by 2022. Yeah. I love it. Do it together on the podcast. And then we'll, we'll just have dead air for the, the end of the show. It'll be <laughs> until someone finds you, you know? It'll just be. Oh. And they were found two hours later. We can tell by the dead air. You know? It's like, it's like, there you go. Um, all right, wait. I want to I want to hit some of the the key things because I love the way you guys both started. Christina, I read that you were you worked for SNL for a period of time. Yes, I interned there. Yeah, you interned Before there. I, mm-hmm. They're the ones who actually encouraged you to become to start doing stand up. Yes, the last um, the last episode of that season, I got drunk and got the guts to ask one of the writers, John Lutz, who's an improv guy, what I had to do, what the best pathway to get on the show is, and he told me stand up. I thought he was going to say improv because he's an improv guy. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, that's I just never even considered it. Honestly, I watched a lot of stand up, but I didn't consider it until he said that. And then I was like, well, I got to do it because I have to get on SNL. And um, do you still want to be on SNL? Nah, not really. I think it got me where I needed to go. And uh, the desire to move to New York, SNL got me to move to New York. I That internship was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. But I had no idea that I'd move on to have even more incredible experiences as the performer. You know, when Corinne and I yeah. sell out, the first time Corinne and I ever sold out uh, this theater in Boston that was 1,100 seats, I was like, this is, this is what I want. Yeah, I think it's moved on to us wanting to host the show. Yeah. Oh, I don't absolutely be the stars of your own show, host your show. Corinne, you worked at a spa, right? Yeah, I mean, I did other stuff too, but yeah, <laughs> so I, I, I was a talent, uh, a, a junior talent manager for many years. I, uh, which is why I have so many hard opinions on our, our representation. Um, pew, pew. <laughs> gunshots fired. Oh, we're just gonna email after this is done. Like, you're, you're dropped by CAA. Um, I, uh, just Corinne. <laughs> even care i'd be like that's fine guys i'll rip myself um <laughs> yeah you know, you know all the ropes actually yeah i uh and also it's also like anytime you know your agent is to connect you with other people in the industry and they don't want me either so it's like <laughs> what are we wasting time here for boys um <laughs> i uh yeah i did work at a spa but that was after i had already like left uh my stint in representation i was in talent management for five years um, getting pretty like serious into it where I had started si- signing my own clients. Uh, and then just, I don't know, just one day I walked in and I realized I was like, why am I making the dreams that I want to come true for myself, come true for other people? And I was good at it. And I liked management. Like I, I have to like stop myself from managing my friends, even though I still kind of on the DL will manage some people if they ask me, um, not like full on representation, but give them advice or, you know, fix an email or look over something just because it, it there's something about it. It drives me crazy when I see p- talented people mismanaging their careers. It like drives me nuts it's so hard for me to rein that in but yeah after i quit i i took a job at a, as a receptionist at a spa for five years because i realized i was like i have to put a hundred percent focus into stand-up i realized how immediately how seriously everyone else was taking it so i was like i need a job where i'm out early a job that i'm not going to think about once i leave yes 
crazy move, you know, at 25 years old or whatever to, to say goodbye to a full on career and then go back to this like dick around job. But it, it's the thing that made my dreams possible. And so like, sometimes you just have to like not care what anyone else is saying and be like, I'm going to make this happen. This isn't a bad move. And that's what I did. And then I proved to everyone all the haters wrong. Like Taylor Swift. Was she hating on you? That bitch. She was personally, she was personally Taylor rooting like, for my failure. I swear to God, if she makes it, I'm going <laughs> to. No, just like, I feel that. like Taylor Swift is someone who like is constantly like knows herself and uh, makes good, good business moves, which, you know, we don't, I got, got to be honest. I don't see that a lot for women um, because we're discouraged from making them because we're, we're said that's cocky. You're caring we're, about we're, the wrong thing. We're affected so much <clears throat> by all the feedback. And yeah. I think we get more of it than men. And so. Totally. Everyone it's can't hard. wait to give you advice. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and here's another ticker tape. <laughs> wait, Corinne, what specifically are some of the things that you see? And, and Christina, what are some of the things you guys see uh, female entertainers or performers, the wrong moves that they or mismanage their careers? Like saying yes to things that they're too good for. At a certain point, you have to, you know, in in entertain in the talent management office I worked in, uh, one of the sayings around the office was "no is the sexiest word in the business," and that never left me. People feel like you have to say yes to everything, and I think in the beginning of your career you should, but then you hit a point where you have to. It's very important, even more important than saying yes, is saying no to things that you have graduated from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and also cool. under like Crit and I are doing a, a finance series for Guys We Fuck. We're we're working on this spin-off series of Guys We Fuck where we talk about money and we've interviewed a lot of these women. And one of the common themes that have popped up in these interviews is women don't overestimate their abilities. They underestimate their abilities. So they go after the jobs that are below them instead of the jobs that are above them. Men go after jobs that are above them, and you gotta think like that. Yeah. We Fake started, it till you make it, baby. We I, that's my the, motto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we started talking on the podcast about like, you know, apply to that job that you're like a little bit underqualified for. I'm not talking about wildly underqualified for where you're putting like people's lives in danger. You're saying you're a doctor and you're not. But like, <laughs> yeah, I don't do that. You know, just I think we're so we are like we follow the rules maybe sometimes sometimes too much. We're like, you know, if you're looking at the qualifications for a job and like, oh, I don't know how to use Excel. And I know I've done this. It's like, oh, I don't know how to use all these programs. I'm not going to apply just apply you'll figure it out yeah youtube it fucking love that um okay all these years all these podcast episodes do you guys have a favorite guys we fucked podcast episode oh oh i love the i love the andy dick episode because we didn't know we were going to a rehab we thought we were going to his house (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my god that was fun uh the, the first big interview we got was amber rose and we got that ourselves Corinne emailed Amber Rose's lawyer and they, she, they emailed us back and we went to Amber Rose's house and we were like, just so proud. We were really proud of ourselves. We're like, yeah, we fucking, we wanted to get her. We got her. It was a great conversation. She was wonderful. So kind. Had us um, back on her show. Had big, us, been a big supporter. Gave us a blurb for our yeah. book. Like she went above and beyond. She truly. did go above really and beyond. And uh, and it just goes to show, like we are, you know, the original success of Guys We Fucked is Corinne and I. So it's like, you know, we always have that to lean back on. So that that interview was really uh, monumental for us. Um, and it came out the same time that Kanye West was tweeting about a finger up his ass. So we were like, I mean, the PR gods are on our side. We did not time this. Oh, you could have gotten better. Yeah, yeah, right. Perfect. Yeah, and Amanda Knox was another one of my favorite interviews. 
Yeah, I mean, there's so many. It's so hard to say. Like Fran Drescher, I really oh, loved. I when loved we, Fran. When we were in Fran Drescher's Charlemagne apartment, the God was I was so like, this is crazy. And then I, I also really enjoy ones, uh, I, I would say a lot of times I enjoy ones with people who aren't really famous more than people who are famous. Like if we're talking about recent episodes, we had an, uh, an interview with Dr. Valerie Rain, who uh, is a, she she handles like patriarchal stress disorder, which I know sounds like a lot, uh, but the interview was fascinating. Yeah, she brought up a lot of good points. We interviewed a woman named Janice Matias, whose mother gave illegal abortions in Harlem back when it was illegal, but it was only actually illegal for women who weren't white. Because uh, white yeah. women, white rich white women, were going to the hospitals getting whatever they wanted done. So she was uh, the the neighborhood abortion abortion provider uh, in in the seventies in Harlem, and she saved women's lives. And so. We really got to uncover, we, we've interviewed um, Nadine Strassen, who's the first female head of the American Civil Liberties Union, about how important free speech is and how important it is to, like, the art of debate, which is really, sadly, very lost. I know. In things like politics, where debate has, like, there are rules to debate that you can violate and lose. Yeah. That are, you know, honored. So we really, you really think that there's not a lot to talk about with sex, but you never run out of categories. Yeah, we just expanded too. Like you, you know, sex is like it, it is a part of so much of you know that we do and preparing for it, and you know, especially with relationships and dating and like you could talk about it forever. And I mean, people do. Uh, I, yeah. At a certain points, I'm like, you know, you should concentrate on other things in your life for too, sure. which is why balance. we're in financial series. Yeah, you want balance. <laughs> also, one of the we're like we've learned so much from our listeners because. The, somebody if anybody out there listening thinks that their kink or whatever turns them on is weird it's just not one email that we got that makes me think of you sarah is uh, this one woman she could only orgasm when she looks at videos of women giving birth the messier the better if they poop on the table she'll come harder like it's a, like she and it's not the whole pregnant woman thing because i i could understand like oh pre like you're carrying a baby that's amazing it's women giving birth like just give me the view of the whole pushing the baby out with all the fluid and I'm going to, and we read that email on the podcast and the next week we got like at least 10 emails that week saying, Oh my God, me too. What's her email address. I got a new video coming for April 14th. I mean, I've got a new one. <laughs> she can see like a vag busted open for the first time. Yeah. I mean, she's like Damn. wild. <laughs> no, I don't. God, it's so fucking fascinating. Wait, Corinne, you got to go back though. Tell me what the premise of Dr. Valerie and uh, patriarch patriarchal tr uh, trauma. It t what is that? Patriarchal. Pa pa I think I mean I believe she coined that that kind of phrase, uh, patriarchal stress disorder. Um, and it, she's just saying that you know, just being a woman, you are born with you know the trauma of being a woman. You know, attached to your ancestors and how it's a part of everything you do. And normally, I'm not like really a big fan on like you know walking into a place and just being like I'm damaged. And that's not what it is. So that's why I, I feel like the the title of it is a little. Uh, uh, it could be eye rolly. Yeah, time. it's a little eye rolly or a little bit like feminist bullshit that people made up. Uh, but when I really looked into it, because I just found her scrolling through Instagram, I feel find a lot of our guests just literally like yeah, going down too. a rabbit hole on Instagram. And you know, she has like four thousand followers or something. But she's extremely intelligent, um, and sh and she's also someone who I think has greatly af affected in a positive way many women's lives because she takes in clients and deals with this. And I think it's like these microaggressions that we just fight past, especially people who are a little bit more tomboyish, you know, like us, and we can maybe play in realms where men play, but like, we shouldn't have to put ourselves through all of this just to get exactly what men are getting, or, you know, maybe a little bit less. Um, mm -hmm. So 
so yeah. it, it's good to unpack that, uh, you, you know, and just be aware. It's not even like you're asking for anything else. It's just a way to unpack it and maybe uh, learn more about yourself and why you're stressed out all the time. Okay. I can't wait. That episode isn't out yet though, right? It's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't wait to fucking listen to that. Okay. Um, ladies, you're going to be at Magoobies for all Baltimore, DC, um, and anybody in the suburbs area. Magoobies is a great, I love that you drive in and it's like an old office building or whatever. You go into Magoobies, you're like, okay. Uh, but great club. Everybody has played there. What do you guys do March, um, 12th and 13th? I've got the dates yeah, right. Okay. Friday and Saturday, two shows each night. Two shows each night. What do you guys do for your shows together? Um, so we'll come out, we'll fuck with the audience. Well, so now with COVID, um, our shows used to be really interactive because yeah. we each will do stand-up comedy sets uh, of our own. Um, but uh, we'll probably set an audience mic up um, and do something that's like COVID friendly. But we ask we ask people questions and stuff. We we interrogate the audience a little bit at the top and the bottom of the show. Um, maybe we'll prank call somebody. You know, we'll give advice. We'll handle relationships in kind of different different ways together. And then we also do yeah solo stand up sets. Okay, I love it. Tickets and tickets are still available, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yes. Okay. There's some tickets still available March 12th and 13th at Magoobies. Um, ladies, thank you so much. You two are legends. I loved meeting you a couple years ago. Hopefully we will get to meet again in person when this is all over. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got a, a vaginal birth video coming your way. So I know. I was like, happy giving birth. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. Congrats on creating a human being and carrying it around for this long and being the reason that this human being is here. Yeah, and also having so much energy to give this interview. I would be on the on the couch with Tocitos. Well, yeah. I was the first trimester, but it is funny. It, I got very energetic. And I mean, I'm planning on using my son for a YouTube channel for sure. So I... Um, <laughs> He's he's completely entering into the, I mean, I, you know, he's going to be the Macaulay Culkin of our generation, which my husband always is like, well, look how that turned out. But you know, whatever. I mean, these kids should pay their way, you know? Yeah. I agree. Always good to see you. you. Anything else you want to promote before we love you and leave you? Oh yeah. Well guys, we fucked is available on luminary. Kurt and I have uh, other podcasts. I have a solo podcast called the voices in our heads. That's available everywhere. It comes out every Wednesday. And I have a a news based show where we do give you the news, but then we also roast it. And we try to do it like from a not, you know, hard right or hard left perspective. Everyone's welcome. I do that with comedian Shane Smith. It's called without a country and it live streams on Tuesday nights, but you can catch it everywhere, including YouTube on Saturdays. Okay. I love it. And that hot daddy boyfriend of yours, I mean, accidentally upload a sex tape for us. I want to see his dick. It means so hot. He looks so good. You know, maybe go to the right website. It's it's up there. Okay. Bye ladies. Love you both. Guys, we both. 